0: going on, youth workers. Paul Turner here from the Project.net Here with another great episode of the Youth Ministry Motion podcast, the podcast that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. So glad you could be with me today. Happy February, everybody, and uh, I hope that you've had a great week. I'll try to keep the opening fluff down to a minimum uh, today because we have a great interview today with The one and only Rick Bunchu, been a good friend of mine for a long time. And we're going to talk about education a little bit, talk about college education, youth ministry, you know, in college and that kind of stuff. And uh, I know I say this in the interview, but I want to make sure you know uh, from my heart, that uh, we're we're not down. We're not anti-intellectuals. We're we're just two guys talking about youth ministry. And and you know, for those of us who were uh, college dropouts, uh, you know, we fared pretty well. But we also know that uh, taking if you want to take a major in youth ministry in college, we say God bless you and go forward. Uh, but we do want to talk about uh, maybe some of the things that don't get taught if you're getting a degree in youth ministry in college, because there's always going to be things that they can't teach you that you have to learn while you're doing it. And that's kind of where we, our focus. And before we jump into today's episode, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Ministry Minded Coaching. That is my coaching uh, side gig where I coach youth workers about all those things you did not learn in college or things that you didn't go to college for that you're saying, hey, I'm like two years into this thing and boy, do I need help? Uh, Well, I would love to help you if you sign up for the Ministry Minded Coaching. I usually recommend three months. I mean, but you can go as little as you can just take one session if all you need is to solve one problem and we need to do that. Well, then we'll work on that. But I recommend the three months where we meet twice a month. Each session is 90 minutes and we work on whatever it is you want to work on, wherever you're stuck, whether it's professional, whether it's ministry, whether it's personal, whatever it is, I can help you work through those things if you sign up for the three months uh, you're going to get a bunch of resources from me including my youth mystery playbook my youth meeting playbook you're going to get my flagship book the disciple project uh, and anything else i can give you to help you build a successful youth ministry. So if you are interested in coaching, I'm going to recommend that you go and hit that link down in the show notes and check it out for yourself. If you have any questions, you can always text me by the way, 205-260-7229. Hit me with a text and say, Hey, I would love to know more about coaching. Can we chat? And uh, if you just want to send along a little message and say, Hey, Paul, love you, man. Praying for you. Or uh, you want to say, look, can you talk about this subject on the show or whatever it may be? But I am available to you. All right. And that is it for the opening fluff. And now it is time for our interview with one Rick Bunchu. Rick is the author of many books, including Don't Rock the Boat, Capsize It, Surviving Middle School, and Reaching Unchurched Teens. He is the teaching pastor at Kauai Christian Fellowship on Kauai Island in the Hawaiian Islands there. And above all things. He is a longtime youth worker who really loves youth ministry and loves to take it over the top. Rick Bunchu, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be with you. How is the weather out in Kauai, Hawaii, which is where oh. you are at?
1: Well, um, it looks like it's a sunny day, not a cloud in the sky right now. So uh, I just heard got the surf report. So um, uh, my daughter's in town and I think we're going to go jump in the ocean in a little while.
0: God, I don't like you at all. It's rainy. <laughs> Snowy and probably around fifty-two. I'm gonna say it's not snowy; it's rainy and cold and fifty-two.
1: Well, they say the the easiest job in the world is a Hawaii weatherman. Eight <laughs> degrees high, you know, seventy-two <laughs> degrees low every day. Once uh-huh. in a while, you say it might rain a little bit, and then that's
0: that's it. Easy job. Easy job. So we're talking today, Rick, about all the things that you learned in college about youth ministry which is like an amazing amount right it's uh no I, I learned
1: nothing about youth ministry in college <laughs> I mean I learned some stuff about the Bible I, I will say that the the thing I learned in the six months I went to college and I, I went to a Bible college right wait
0: a whole six months
1: yeah okay whole six months I went um, I went three months yeah well this was a 12-month Bible college but I I could only afford six months because I came from a poor family. and But I, I mean, I, I got a lot out of it in a context, but nothing sure. having to do with youth ministry. Oh, OK. Uh, so what, so then
0: let's start with this, because I know there's there's youth pastors and youth workers and they're bivocational. There's volunteers. There's all kinds of people listening to the show. And I want to say from the beginning, we're not we're not Rick and I, when we talk, we're not downing college. We think college is a thing. It's for right. people like doctors and lawyers. We, we want people who have worked, you know, who have done some things to like take out our liver. and yeah, well, my, like wife's,
1: my wife's a dentist. She went to college forever. Um, yeah. And I'm really glad she did because I'd hate to get her in there and say, well, you know, I'm sort of guessing on this. And <laughs> Let me know if it hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we're not down and we want to make sure
0: that if you have a college degree, let me tell you what, you are loved here. You paid a lot of money for that thing. And you are valuable, so right. don't don't hear what we're saying is is that education is not important. It is very important uh, for a lot of different jobs, and so I would ask you, Rick. Then I would put it to you, then, Rick. What is college for? Do you think what is
1: what is college? Well, for? I mean, it's college is to prepare you for the career that you are aiming for, right? right? So, um, if I want to be a carpenter. There might be a little bit of college, you know, um, I maybe I need to go and work my skills up in math and, you know, some of that kind of stuff and and some trade school type college would be excellent. Um, But I probably don't need philosophy and things like that. If you're going to go into youth ministry, um, one has to be very careful about presuming that the college experience will really equip you to do youth ministry. Most people I know that came out of college with a degree in youth ministry had to then go and learn youth ministry. Now they, they gathered some things, sure, but it was a carry on, not the luggage of youth ministry. Right. They didn't, they didn't
0: walk away. Uh, They came away with a few souvenirs. Right. uh, Right. Uh, They didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't bring a whole lot with them, but, When we're talking about it, and once again, when we're talking about if you're going to college, because you may, there may be students that you have in your ministry right now, those that are listening, who you may recommend to them. And there's people that I see all the time on Facebook groups, other things about seeking out that. Listen, if that's your jam, go ahead, go do it. That's perfectly fine. There's guys like us who just like me, I'll say me, that just wasn't cut out for college, wasn't smart enough. I couldn't do it, you know, and for me, college was a college is a vetting process. It's a it's a way to determine uh, whether or not, you know, according to whatever your end goal is that you have the stuff, you know, for whatever it is that you're shooting for. Uh, what would you
1: what would well, you say? Go ahead, Ray. I would I would interrupt you too. And in, in sense, that another thing about college, um, it has nothing to do with really the curriculum or your studies and stuff. Uh, it's when you get to, especially for an eighteen year old, it's when you're leaving home, and you're making choice life choices on your own with other bunch of other idiots in somewhat mildly controlled environment. Um, and you get to put to to work. The principles and values that you supposedly have, um, and 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 learn from those things, and so I think a lot of a lot of the college experience of what you really are learning has nothing to do with the curriculum that you're being taught. And I think in that sense, it's really valuable or it's really destructive, depending on the nature of the college that you go to. So, for example, when my kids um, when my kids went uh, graduated from high school. We pushed them very hard to go to a Christian college um, or, in particular, if they, if they weren't sure what they wanted to do, if they're going to go into trade, we wanted them to go at least for one year away from home to um, a place where they get foundational stuff for Christianity, like a Bible school or something like that. And then they could come out and do whatever they wanted or go, go into college because even a lot of kids don't know exactly what they want to do. Why waste time spending a bunch of money? just so i think yeah um yeah if you and and part of the thing with secular colleges is by sending a student there their their whole attempt in the first few years is to dismantle every value christian value that they've been taught by and large i mean that's that's pretty much the the modern college experience Yeah, and so that's why it can be destructive too you send kid in there with somewhat fragile christian values and <clears throat> They're gone before you know it.
0: Oh, absolutely. My listen, my I my youngest son is in college. He goes to uh college up north of us. And he listen, if I had a he's he is a prototypical kid that goes to college. And of course, every I mean, look, we've had a lot of conversations based on you know what you're just saying, too, where we the the there's part of just growing up, you're going to, you're going to discover things. You're going to do that. And then you're going to have the, you, you don't know until you, you don't know what's going to happen until the kid comes home and has this conversation with you where their values now are, are off uh, center uh, either way to whatever your values are. And then you're going, wait a minute. I just paid good money (laughs) to send you away. And now you come back and fight with me. What is wrong with you? What's
1: wrong with me? What have I done? I was hoping somebody's going to reinforce the, the, the values that we, that you've been taught here. Instead, they're trying to dismantle the values that you've been taught. And I paid money to have that happen. <laughs> but, and
0: listen, my son's a good kid. And I, I will say this too, that what my son thought he was going to do and what he's thinking about now are two different things when he starts. And that's, not, that's normal. That's normal college too. Your first two years, you have no idea. But, but also, uh, he still doesn't know. He's going to graduate this year. Still doesn't know. Still hasn't have, have an idea, and you know what? I'm okay with that. You know, we'll, he's got to figure that part out. Whatever degree he's going to come with, but how many? You know, we always see people that graduate college and still don't have an idea of what they're going to do with. They've got an education, but they don't still feel like they know what they want to do with that. So, what would I say this then? What are students? What are what are people that go away to college to learn specifically youth ministry? Let's say, and what are students not learning in college? about youth ministry that you think should be
1: taught? Right. So I, if I could just put it in one sentence, uh, most guys who come out of youth ministry, and the caveat to this would be, unless they're actually actively involved in doing youth ministry while they're in college, they're, they're kind of like two hats, you know, maybe yeah. that's a part-time gig or something. But if you're just going to classes conducted by former youth guys, um, what you're probably missing is common sense—just common sense youth ministry principles and common sense church life principles. Um, you care to elaborate on that? Well, <laughs> what? What? Give us an example of
0: some common sense that maybe is not uh, not being reinforced there.
1: So. And a lot of this comes from experience, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, and shooting yourself in the foot, and numbers of failures, and things like that. But I, I mean, I could write a book. In fact, I should write a book on common sense youth ministry. Yeah, you um, go. But, but I give you an example. Um, nobody I ever met in youth ministry thought that it was important to brainwash their kids before they they started an event or went on a meeting or something. Brainwash? By I mean, you put them in a room. You say, okay, we're going here, um, and when we and, and here's what's going to happen. It's going to take two hours. We're going to make this pit stop. Um, here's you know da 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 da. You you outline what's going to happen and what your expectations are. Um, you, you know this is these are the this is how we're going to conduct ourselves when we're here this is what happens if you don't, um, you know, you give them the boundary lines and you can be funny about it. I mean, I'm always really funny about it. But, yeah, sure. You know, you basically explain what your expectations are and what they can expect. And I'll say things like, okay, so we probably, you probably should empty your bladder now because we're not going to stop for you. And it's really hard to pee into a Coke bottle, you know, and all that kind of stuff <laughs> Yeah, and, and lay it all out so that, you're not making things up on on the fly <laughs> and i've seen guys have you seen youth guys not think about the whole context of what they're doing and um and they start making stuff up along the way as kids are doing stuff that that they should have been they crossing boundary lines they didn't weren't told about and they well they should have known that but of course The the boundary lines weren't spelled out. So they're having to get everybody together and just keep doing that kind of thing. And another, another common sense thing, even right along with that, if you're going to a site, particularly a site you've never been to before. Yeah. Common sense says, take a day, drive there, even if it's three hours away, go check out everything so that, you know, you know where the woods are, they're going to make out in, you know, (laughs) you know how far (laughs) it is. I mean, you know, you know, the things to stay away from, the things to do, you know, what you need to bring and you go up and you're smarter than the kids, right? Sure. You're, you're more experienced than the kids. If you're just going and you're, you're, you know, you, you're, you're new to the whole thing too. Right. Um, you put yourself at a disadvantage. Now those, those kind of little, and, and there's common sense tips like that all, all the way along, you know, um, that. Those aren't really taught in in youth ministry classes very often. They're, yeah, nor- they're just, normally they're 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 not something that's part of the natural rhythm of curriculum that helps guys understand where they're at. And and then, you know, to keep going, whole church relationship things. Um, does the church really want youth ministry? Yeah, because churches many times say they want it. But when they get it, they don't like, they don't like it, especially if, or they all say this is every church I've ever been involved in says, oh, we want evangelism. We really want to win people for Christ. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And what they really are saying is we want you to go find kids and make sure that they're shaved and shorn, suited up with a hymnal in their hands on the front row, you know? Or they look like us. Yeah. Or they look like us. Make sure they look like us. Yeah. Yeah. And when you bring in a ragtag group of kids who are, they might get be getting converted, but they're saying how effing great Jesus is. <laughs> ah! <you know? laughs> and and yeah. I, I found by experience that, that many churches can say evangelism, but they can't do it. Or they say they want it, but when they get what they say they want, they don't like what they get. So what prepares a young guy who's going into his first gig to really know if what the environment is, whether they really want it, what they're what they're expecting, you know, and what I what I would you know train guys to do is give them the key questions to ask. Um, you know, if we're successful, that window could be broken. Do you have a problem with it? What you know? <laughs> How do you feel about holes in the wall? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you know, um, hard questions like that. You know, are you are you equipped to embrace? kids who are coming with troubled life you know um you know and and most of them say yes but a lot of times it gives them pause and i've actually seen churches go well no if things are going to break we're we don't want that you know (laughs) that's right this building costs a lot of money yeah right (laughs)
0: Well, I think you, I, and I think you've effectively answered some some of the third question that I had for you, which was, what can college not prepare you for in youth ministry? Which is a lot of that that has
1: a lot to do with expectations, right? Right, a lot with a lot with expectations, a lot of it with, with again practical things, just really practical things, um, uh, ways to mine mine information from your students in a fun way. For example. Um, you know, I create questionnaires all the time so I, I can figure out where they're coming from rather than try to figure out who, who are the, what they're all listening to or what they're all doing in social media. I create some questionnaires and anonymous questionnaires that they can fill out real fast and um, and they're fun. But it, all of a sudden I can see I can get the temperature of my kids, you know, and know what's going on here or there with what whatever what my group's into, you know, um, and it helps me kind of get a bigger picture because I don't live every day in the youth world. So,
0: right, right, and that's your you're right. And that's a very simple tip for those that are listening and or watching. You know, find ways to get to know what your kids like, and and whether it's a questionnaire or it's a poll, uh, you know, on Instagram or whatever you use. You know, if you're not finding out information. You're you're at a disadvantage. You're 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 programming at a disadvantage because you don't know. You're not feeling the rhythm of what your what your group's about. So, Rick, if you were to build a school, right? If you were to build a school that would teach youth pastors, ministers, young men, young women. If you were to do such a
1: thing, wait a minute.
0: You are building a school,
1: aren't you? Yeah. In fact. Oh, oh, this is not hypothetical. (laughs) No. So we. For, well, a couple of things happened. Is um, I began to see that sending any of our kids to secular school was uh, somewhat of a death sentence to their faith, and and not just not just kids from here, but sure, just kids in general. That 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 the um, environment in the typical secular school, even on a junior college level, was becoming aggressively hostile to Christian concepts and foundations and things like that, and and it. Even in even Christian colleges, I mean, one of the Christian college my youngest son went to, I began to see them, you know, the woke mushroom started coming up in, in the college, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm going, really? I mean, really? And so um, it, it was becoming really obvious that, that nobody was really teaching kids how to think. People were telling them what to think. But nobody's teaching kids how to think and giving them the equipment to interface with a world that's going to be more aggressively hostile to, hostile to the gospel and to, and to living in the, in, the, in a biblical lifestyle. So that was one thing. Um, the other thing was is um, practical experience. I, I, I wanted, regardless of whether a kid was going to go into youth ministry, interested in youth ministry, or anything else, I, I want him to be I thought wouldn't it be great if part of the college experience was you got a real skill that you could use in the context of the church. And so those two intersections, those two things became an intersection together. Those two ideas, uh, foundational stuff that was, you know, really rational, solid, uh, intellectually, um, biblically sound, and then uber practical. Um, yeah. So you, you walk away with actual something you can do even if you're even if your role in life is going to be a bricklayer, you know how to work with junior hires or <laughs> or you know you can run the soundboard at church or yeah, whatever yeah you've know, you yeah. got some sort of skill so um a- about a year and a half ago um I- i'm i'm pa- pastor one of the pastors of, of a church here in Kauai. we bought uh, two acres of land and we're just finishing up building a uh, one-year college experience, uh, which which is Bible-based. It's going to be, you learn the Bible, you learn Christian living, and then uh, you'll learn a skill in your junior high youth ministry, high school youth ministry, children's ministry, sports ministry, because we, we have a giant sports center with CrossFit and all yeah, that kind do. of stuff. Um, you'll use uh, media arts, worship, camping ministry, you know, and... You'll be mentored. Part of your deal is uh, I like I'll, I'll assign my junior high guy, the five kids that are interested in. Well, there probably wouldn't be five interested in junior high. There might be one. <laughs> <laughs> and him, you had to him. You had to convince. Yeah. Right. we'll sign the five. Let's just let's get optimistic. The five kids to him and then he integrates them in into the junior high ministry, shows them how to do junior high ministry, gives them five junior high kids. To each to, to disciple and mentor and uh, and become friends with. And during the life of their time here, they are learning how to do junior high ministry. They're learning all the fun and games, all those common sense tips, because they'll see how it works yep. with the idea that more is caught than taught, which I think is really effectively true in youth ministry, Absolutely. at least my education. Um, and when they go back to Timbuktu or wherever they're from, they know how to do. They'll know how to at least be a great assistant to the youth pastor. You know, they'll, they'll know what to do. Um, and if they go to a small church that doesn't have a junior high ministry, they could go. Well, you know, I, I think I know how to do this because they've they've seen it done and they've been a participant in it. So let me let me recap this. You're you're
0: saying that you're opening a school, which, which by the way is called the Anchor House, right? Right. You you said, listen, we got to have a place for young men, young women to go and learn the practicalities of ministry, youth ministry, all those things on, by the way, one of the most beautiful islands in Hawaii, Kauai, Hawaii. Is that right? Right. And, and you're inviting youth pastors that are listening and in watching and saying, look, do you have young people that, Hey, I'd like to send them away to get, I have an intern that I would like to get some training. I have some kids who need a year who, who are not, they don't want to go to traditional college. They want to really do some practical things. Uh, where can I send them? And you're saying anchor house could be a choice for them.
1: Yeah. Or even a kid youth ministry isn't on their radar, <laughs> right? They're, you know, they're going to go be a brain surgeon, but you'd like, you'd like to to see them get a foundational understanding of scripture. Um, that's really, really solid. So for example, being in Hawaii, um, There's a magical thing that I can do here that you probably can't do down south. I can write guys and say, Hey, would you be a visiting, visiting lecturer for a week? Um, And uh, we'll give you two airplane tickets, a car to use a place to stay. And you give me 10 to 15 hours worth of lecture time um, for no honorarium. And I've never been turned down. So I have the, I have the entire nope. reasons to believe uh, staff, you know, their, their academic staff coming. And these are astrophysicists, biologists, philosophers. They've all signed up for a week. Uh, Jim Burns signed up for a week. Uh, yeah. I've got, you know, i got a whole crew of guys, great Bible teachers, um, as well as just wild wild, various kinds of wild men signing up, you know, Ken McCoy just signed up for a week, you know. That's you my invitation. Turner is signing up for a week. Um, and but during that time, those kids are hearing from people that that they're never gonna, they would never be able to to sit and have breakfast with Hugh Ross from Reasons to Believe and say, okay, well, what about third-dimensional da-da-da-da-da, you know, or or 12-dimensional this or whatever? They're not gonna be able to do that, but they'll be able to do that here. And so it's, it's a really solid academic base with ministry, practical ministry built on top of it. Right, and I, and, I, and I make sure I'll clarify that
0: too, that this is not just a school for youth ministry. It is a school of ministry where you can learn youth stuff, but you're right. gonna walk away with a whole lot more than that because you, like you said, you have these great academics from various disciplines, uh, from science to apologetics, to others where can where can people go to see eventually i know you'll put a lineup and and all this and it's going to open your hope is that you're going to
1: open it up in september is that correct well, it's not 2022? a hope we are we are opening it in september september 2022 and, and, yeah and, and interesting it's only 40 students by intent we're not trying to start a university without with a big giant campus right we want it to be a community we want it to be workable we want it to um you know to be connected with our local church, um, in the sense that they serve within that context and the people from the local church, um, we have Ohana groups. That'll be, uh, taking, adopting two or three of those kids and inviting them to their homes for dinner and to play oh, settlers those lucky and kids. Like that. Yeah. Those I mean, those lucky so they, they become integrated into the life of the community as well as having the, the student life that they'll have. So we're keeping it small. And so it's mobile and, and, uh, and there'll be adventure, like the uh, this island is 30 miles in diameter. You've been here, but it go, You know, you have you have mountains with redwood forests and that whole thing, and and you come down to a beach where it's tropical, um, and it's just a wide variety of, of things to do, and uh, and adventures for kids who've never seen before. But at the same time, they're going to be in a community, and they'll be having really top notch. Uh, lectures and information, so it's an entire experience, uh, both social, adventure, and of course spiritual and intellectual. So,
0: sure. And where, where, if people that are watching and listening want more information on uh the Anchor House, what's what's the website for that?
1: Well, it's kawaii.com K A U A I. kawaii.com
0: Okay.
1: And, and they yeah, they and they can. They can check out what's going on, and we're, you know, they can see the building going up and in, in process right now. I can hear them banging away behind me. I've know, heard, I heard, right I've next, heard it. Yeah, I live right next door to it, and uh, and right right now they're just, you know, uh, finishing up the exterior uh, siding and stuff, putting the windows, and so yeah, we're 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 well on track to to be open, and it's pretty cheap. It's twelve thousand five for a year. That's room and board and everything.
0: Yeah, well, and so and that is cheap, by the way to live on Hawaii, to live yeah. on an Island in Hawaii, that's also fairly cheap for a year. So, <laughs> uh, well, Rick, where where can people reach out to you if they have other questions or things like that, where can they, where can they send their, uh, their little notes to?
1: Yeah. Rick Bunchu at Mac.com. Um, you can throw my name up there if you want. Uh, I will. And that way, cause nobody can spell <laughs> the last name. So.
0: <laughs> well, I'll put all the links those that are watching, those who are listening, they'll be down in the description or the show notes. And uh, Rick, I think this is such a fantastic idea. I think it's much needed uh, as an alternative uh, to the many other educational systems that are out there. As somebody who went to a one-year, one-year school called Master's Commission back in the day <clears throat> when there was only one of them out in Phoenix, Arizona, and it drastically altered the course because it was probably 95 percent practical and then everything else was academic scripture memory bible study all that dramatically altered the the trajectory of my life and how i see ministry so i want to say uh those that are watching listening if you have a young person or if you yourself or find yourself in between things or you say look i just need more learning uh it could drastically alter the way you do ministry and the way you i'll give you a story out of my own life
1: my, I, I i uh <clears throat> i flew to england as a as a, you know, 18 year old kid just uh, from San Diego. I'd, I'd actually never been on an airplane before. Um, so I've, I flew to England for my first airplane ride. And I went to this Bible college there called Cape and Ray, which was in a castle. And, and I was a fairly new Christian. I'd only been a Christian a couple of years. And so I, I've been given a new Testament and they said, read this, do what it says. So I knew the new Testament pretty well. I didn't know the old Testament very well. But I I had no idea of the the Christian universe. I had no idea who I should be impressed with or who I shouldn't be impressed with and stuff like that. So they had, they they would have, they they had a system which we're trying to model of guest lecturers coming. And um, I remember this one guest lecturer came and did apologetics and I was really fascinated because I was kind of the doubter guy. It took me a long time to become a Christian because I was, you know, I don't know about this stuff. So and because he was there, uh, I remember sitting on the floor of his room after lecture, peppering him with questions. Me and a couple of guys were just, and he's and he'd very patiently explain and tell us about stuff. And when I went home, um, I was, and, and you remember this is in the in this in the early this is six, 69. Yeah. So I'm this long-haired surf guy, Southern California surf guy, and I stumble into a Christian Bible bookstore, which Doesn't have any long-haired, you know, hippie-looking surf guys in it in 1969. Sure. And I'm looking at the books, and I'm, wow. Wow." And the guy comes up to me, and he goes, what are you looking at? Uh, Or can I help you, son? And he goes, I go, wow, I never knew that F.F. Bruce wrote books. Look at all the books he wrote. (laughs) And F.F. Bruce was a preeminent, probably the preeminent, apologist, of, you know, that era. Sure. And he goes, hey, guy, go, he never told me he wrote all these books. And he goes, you knew F.F. Bruce? go, Yeah, I knew F.F. Bruce. <laughs> and he's like, right.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've read some F.F. Bruce. So, yeah, so I'm I'm familiar. So but that's that's funny. But like you said, it's you never know who you're going to run into and how it impacts your life later on. And I feel like students that are going to show up to the Anchor House are going to have a similar experience. Yeah. they are going to be talking to these people whom they have never heard of before. And they're going to go back home and go, look, this guy wrote some books. Right. Or he has videos or he right. does whatever. It's like, holy moly, that's incredible. Right. And, and we're uh, talking
1: to guys like, you know, the Bible Project guys are interested in being part of it. Um you know, we got some yeah. really interesting characters coming, a whole, a whole variety. It's, it's a comedy scene in some ways because every week is so different. Uh, and then the, and then they'll be undergird by, you know, our local guys. Like, I'll be doing the whole youth ministry tracks and stuff like that. And wow. um, and so, yeah, it'll, it'll be real fun. Um and if any of your listeners are interested, I'm happy to send them literature, you know, posters and stuff like that. Right, because this man. isn't just for kids who want to go and be... A youth pastor. or, right. or something. It's, it's right. for any kid who wants to have a foundation, wants to have a foundation that's deeper than what they might be getting one hour a week in youth group or church. Sure, sure. Well, Rick, I want to thank you so much for being on the show
0: today. I want to thank you for all the hard work that you've been putting in, and I know the work that you do. And so I want to thank you for building this school where it's an alternative, uh, for a lot of kids and a lot of people out there who want to deepen their faith, want to deepen their walk with Christ, want to learn the practicalities of uh, of ministry to where that bricklayer can be a good volunteer for a youth ministry someday. So thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing. And I'm excited for, uh, for all that's going to all going to come out of that.
1: And, and by the way, I'll be teaching the surf
0: lessons. And there you have it. If you want to take surf lessons from the great Rick Bunchu, well, then you know what you need to do. You need to go ahead and click that link down below and uh, get your students or yourself out to Kauai, Hawaii to go to the anchor house where you can only have 40 students and go through an incredible year of ministry, not just youth ministry, but ministry on all levels uh, intellectual, spiritual, uh, practical, all the necessary things that uh, a student would need to not only grow in their faith, but grow in their confidence of their abilities that God has given them. All right, youth workers, that is it for this episode of the Youth Ministry Motion podcast. I wanna tell you, and I tell you this every week because I mean it, and because I, even though I don't know you, I know youth workers, and I know the self-doubt that you go through, and I know the hard work that you put in to reach teens. I know the hard work that you put in to disciple teenagers. I know the stuff you put up with, with your staff, Or your pastor or your leaders or whatever it may be and i want to tell you you're doing a good job if none of those people have told you that lately let me tell you you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better so stay in it keep at it keep hustling keep grinding and keep praying because god is for you and not against you he is strengthening you and he is your biggest fan i'm number two but god is your biggest fan, and he wants you to succeed in what you're doing. That's it for today, guys, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.